This is Growth Decoded to Go, a podcast from a show that helps you grow your business by figuring out the customer experience, one piece at a time. Now, what does a podcast of a show mean? Well, it means that we put out a live audio-visual show, and then we turn the audio into, well, this podcast that you're listening to right now. We do this to share our findings with you, wherever you are. Because this podcast is only the audio portion of the show, there might be some references to visuals. But don't fret, because we've included links to the video version of the show in the podcast description. All right, let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Growth Decoded, the number one show on the internet that investigates the relationship between customer experience and business growth. I'm your host, Ernie Santarelli. Welcome to the program. We've got a great show for you today where we will be investigating the concept of sales CRM and how it improves the customer experience and then ultimately helps you achieve business growth. But before we get into all that, we have a Plantasia update. Now, throughout this show, we've been growing a plant, this plant, which we named last episode, Plantasia. Now, just a quick check-in on how Plantasia is doing. Boom, look at this progress. Oh, what's that? You want some stats? You got it. Height? 6.35 centimeters. That's two and a half inches for you keeping score at home. Leaves? Eight. Chlorophyll? Yes. Number of photos synthesized? Too many to count. Soil? Well, on a scale of one to the Sahara to your neighbor's swimming pool, it's about a six, meaning it's damp, but it's not too damp. Sunlight? Oh, it's lit. Let's go on a little journey here and see how far Plantasia has come. When we started this journey with Plantasia about two months ago on our inaugural episode, here is what she looked like then. So small, so full of potential. And then for episode two, we begin to see the progress. My, how quickly they grow. And then two weeks ago, we investigated marketing automation. We named Plantasia, and here's what she looked like then. And apparently, Plantasia has embraced her name and really taken off, as you can see by the evidence that she's absolutely flourishing today. Now, that's not the only announcement that we have for you today. I have just received word that we've expanded the Growth Decoded brand to include, and this is the official vernacular, branded goodies. You know, trinkets, treasures, tchotchkes, exclusive to members of the Grow team. You alone will have the opportunity to grab this gear before it's gone. What if you're not a member of the Grow team? Well, that's too bad. Are you interested in joining? Oh, well, certainly. It's easy. Head over to activecampaign.com slash events slash growth decoded and fill out the form there with your information. Boom, you're in. Welcome to the team. Now, we will contact you to let you know how you can get this growth decoded swag sent directly to you just for supporting the show and being on the team. Again, that's activecampaign.com slash events slash growth decoded. What are you waiting for? Join the grow team today. And finally, we have one more announcement. Now, this show is live on the internet which means things can and inevitably will go wrong sometimes. Things get difficult from a technical standpoint. And for that reason, we have added this screen. Now, hopefully, you'll never have to see this screen again. And if you do see it, you probably won't hear my voice over it like you are now. Uh, But you can rest assured that our team is furiously and tirelessly working to alleviate the difficulties currently plaguing the show. Okay, now that that's all over, it's very exciting stuff. But let's get into it with some more exciting stuff. Sales CRM. Did you feel that? Chances are you didn't, because CRM to a lot of people is, well, it's kind of boring. But it doesn't have to be. It can actually be quite exciting. And throughout this episode, we're going to show you why. Now, first of all, let's get on the same page here about what we're talking about. What is a CRM? 
CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management, and it's a process or a system to manage all of your company's interactions with your current and prospective customers. Now, CRM has become pretty synonymous with CRM software, or the tool that you would use to manage your customer info. Now, when you put sales in front of CRM, now we're talking about getting more customers. So what we're talking about today is a software tool that helps you get more customers. After all, it's right there in the acronym. It helps you manage your customer relationships. Nice. Got it. Okay. So sales are important, right, for obvious reasons, and therefore CRM is pretty important too. According to Fortune Business Insights, CRM software is one of the largest software markets in the world, and its growth continues to accelerate. The CRM industry is expected to reach over $129 billion by 2028, with a compound annual growth rate of 12.1%, or CAGR for short. This might be an acronym-intensive episode, or AIE. Uh, now, according to Grandview Research, 91% of companies with 10 or more employees have deployed a customer CRM system in their organization. So if this thing is so big and so important, then how does it work? How does it help you add new customers? How does it help you stay on top of your leads? How does it work? How does, how does any of this work? I wish there was somebody here that could help me out with this. Oh, Tabitha. Hi. Hi. Hey, Tabitha, how are you? I can help you. You can help me. I can help you. Well, that's convenient. So uh, speaking of acronyms, Tabitha is on our education team or EDU team. Yes. Tabitha runs Accelerated Onboarding, or AOB. Yes. And she also runs Digital Study Hall, or DSH. I do. So you're really the perfect person here to help us with CRM. I am. But EDU is an abbreviation, not an acronym. Ah, well, I, I sit corrected. So let's talk a little bit about it. I can help ease your anxiety, make you feel a little bit better. Imagine having to manually hit send on every email you send a contact to. And then also having to remember who needs to be called when, who's already heard from you multiple times, what you talked about, where each contact is it in your sales process, who you need to send over the information you promised on a call, which contacts prefer email, which prefer phone calls or texts, the details of their needs, problems, business type, and more. Plus, there's the actual running of your business that has to get done. Enter CRM. A CRM lets you see where a customer is at in your sales process and helps you take the necessary steps to close the deal. With the CRM, you get a complete view of the history with your business. Then you can use that information to make the conversation more personal. The emails you've sent, the phone calls you've had, the notes and details from all those conversations. A sales CRM is the source of truth for your processes. It helps you organize your contacts, prioritize your follow-up, and most importantly, makes time for you to be a business owner. As you are building your CRM strategy, you're also building customers' experience. When you start to think about yourself as the customer, your CRM processes will come together. Now, let's talk about the organizational systems that you should be considering as you create your pathways with your customers. Organization in your sales CRM will only allow you to successfully meet your contacts exactly where they're at in your journey. Mapping out the steps your contact takes gives you visibility into how your business processes can all flow together. 
you will then start to understand what needs to happen to create extraordinary customer interactions to ensure all business goals are met. Organizing and prioritizing the setup and success of your CRM are very important from the get-go. You know what? Ernie recently sat down with Leah Niederthal, renowned sales coach and founder of Smart Gets Paid, an organization that helps women learn to consistently and comfortably land new clients in their B2B consulting and coaching businesses. Let's take a listen to what Leah has to say about them. All right. Yes, I am joined now by Leah Niederthal of Smart Gets Paid. Leah, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I am very good. Thank you for asking. Um, before we get into this conversation, very excited to talk to you. Um, but could you just give us a little bit of uh, information on, you know, uh, your background, Smart Gets Paid, kind of how you came to be in this uh, in this position that you're in? Sure. So yes, I am a sales coach for women business owners and I'm the founder of Smart Gets Paid. I help women who are running uh, consulting, coaching, or service-based businesses learn how to sell, how to get more of the clients that they want, get more yeses, and then get paid dramatically more for every client contract. Um, I actually didn't cover my sales background. My background is in marketing. So I know exactly how hard it is to learn how to sell. And I also know that it's about a thousand times harder to sell your own stuff than it is to sell someone else's. So that's what I help women do uh, in Smart Gets Paid in my programs and on my podcast, the Smart Gets Paid podcast. How does a CRM help you stay on top of your leads? How, how does a CRM, how, how should business owners kind of look at what a CRM is, what it does, and how it can help them? Yeah, great question. Because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around what a CRM can do for a business. And really, you know, what I tell my clients is a CRM can actually become your entire revenue engine. Uh, it allows you to manage and grow your client or customer pipeline. It allows you to get ahead of your pipeline so that you're not sort of caught flat-footed when an engagement ends or a customer actually signs. Uh, you know how to build your pipeline before it's too late. Um, it allows you to stay organized. You know, one of the biggest challenges with being a business owner is that you can sit down at your computer and there are a thousand things to do and it's hard to prioritize. And so when you start with your CRM and you start with your sales pipeline, it provides a really good lens through which to view your time and how you, how you should spend your time. And when you can do that, it reduces anxiety. Uh, you know, I had, a, uh, one of my clients was feeling really frantic about her pipeline and her revenue. She finally got her CRM set up and put all of her deals in. And she saw that she had about $600,000 in her pipeline. And she was able to just calm down. It was a nice so little gift are, to find. Yeah. <laughs> so those are just some of the benefits that a CRM can offer a business or a team. Yeah. Um, very important stuff there. Prioritizing, saving time, reducing anxiety. Like that's the dream. So, uh, it sounds, sounds pretty good. Um, I, in a, in a recent customer story that we, we had featured, uh, smart gets paid in with, with active campaign, you had said something that really resonated with me and you said, um, everyone could use a CRM. Um, could you just say a little more ab about that? Um, I think there's a sort of a misconception that there's like a point where, you know, CRM, maybe not for a certain business or for a certain use case or something like that. Um, could you just say a little more about that? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I get this question all the time. Should I have a CRM? When should you have a CRM? Who's, who needs a CRM? And the truth is that as soon as you have a business, you're ready for a CRM. It's actually never too soon. Uh, 
Um, I know we have this concept of CRM being something very, you know, only for big businesses or only for uh, when you have a team or when you've been in business for a certain number of years, right? And of course, the one, there are sort of those names out there, the big behemoths that feel like they're sort of too big for maybe small or mid-sized businesses. Um, but every business can benefit from a CRM if you want and if you need the benefits that I mentioned before, filling your pipeline, managing your pipeline, reducing anxiety, staying organized. So uh, a business a CRM can help any business of any size uh, start to close more clients and customers. Okay. So your CRM system holds everything that you need to know about your customers. It's the central hub that your teams can turn to for all of their customer information needs. Now, remember, Leah just said that any business would benefit from having a CRM. So if you're in the business of adding customers, which basically means if you're in business, a CRM is going to help. It solves some problems for you. So, for example, if you've got one lead, you can handle it. You know what it is. You know where it is. You know what it looks like. You know what you've done with it. Same thing if you have two leads. Oop. Drop that. That's okay. You have two leads. They're sort of similar, but mostly different. You can handle that too, right? Just two. Maybe if you've got three. Okay. Still pretty easy, right? But what if you have this many leads? What are you supposed to do then? What, if, what, what are you supposed to do with all this different information? This, this many touch points, this, these, these channels, these questions, these potential leads, potential customers, it seems impossible to keep track of all of them unless you've got a CRM. So your info might be in too many places and it takes forever to find what you need, or your business is growing fast and you can't really just hire someone only to organize things, or maybe it's difficult to keep track of all the different communication channels you have, or maybe you don't have a clear sales process yet, so you've got to figure everything out from scratch. Every single time you try to sell is like the first time over and over again. This is where a CRM comes into play. Now, all of this sounds great, right? Save time, make money, reduce stress and anxiety, provide clarity. I don't understand why we have been referring to it as CRM and not the miracle software. This thing sounds incredible. But how do you choose one? There are hundreds of them. They all do different things. They have different benefits. They have different advantages. How do you choose? And then when you choose, how do you implement the CRM in a way that ensures that your CRM isn't DOA? This seems kind of overwhelming. Where do you start? How do you start? Please don't tell me it's another acronym. Tabitha, can you help, can you help here? Where do, where do we start? And is it, another, is it an acronym? It's not an acronym. Oh, good. And don't fret. You know, honestly, while implementing your CRM can seem overwhelming, nobody knows your business better than you, right? Now, as you start to think about your CRM and what it should look like, think about the things you are doing every day. We have already considered the customer experiences we want the contacts to have. What kind of experiences do you want people to have pre-sale? This is your opportunity to make a lasting impression on your contacts. You are thinking about organization still, and that is always a priority. You want to keep thinking about how you can have your contacts continue to move forward. Start with what you know. What are the different things that you need to put in front of a contact before they become a customer? What are the different pieces of information that you keep as you continue to learn about them? What tangible things are crucial in identifying how you and your prospects are a match? These are all questions you want to ask yourself as you're building out your pipelines. When you start to recognize that you can digitize in your CRM, everything begins to come together. This is what a CRM is all about. 
removing the bulky filing cabinets, alleviating the manual work, keeping things crystal clear. When a CRM is set up with intention, you are opening up opportunities for your business that you never had time for before. Don't worry about getting it all perfect at once. This is a journey. You'll refine, iterate, and streamline your processes as time goes on. As your business grows and changes, you'll learn more about what works for you. Leah has helped countless businesses of different sizes and across industries implement CRMs. Let's take a listen to what she has to say about this. If, if you've got a business owner who is starting to evaluate CRMs for the first time, how there are tons of them, and you know better than anybody that there are a ton of CRMs. How does a business go about selecting a CRM? Where do they start? Uh, what kind of questions should they ask themselves? Oh my gosh, I love this question. So, all right, the, the real truth, uh, this is really what I tell people, all right? What okay. I really tell people is that um, CRM, CRMs are fairly evolved at this point. And so nearly every CRM has the same core functionality. They all have contacts, they all have tasks, they all have deals and pipelines, right? So then it becomes what additional things do you want or need for, like I said, the business that you want to become, mm. right? And so I would also, I also tell people that you should sign up for a lot of, you know, for a few different CRMs and you can totally decide based on just the experience playing around with it. Do you like looking at it even? Is it, you know, is it pleasing to your eye? Um, because if this is something you're going to have to look at, you're going to have to like it, right? If, if it's, if it's ugly to look at, you're not going to want to keep using it. And so I, I, you know, be superficial, choose the one that you like looking at the most. But I think also one part of this process is give yourself a timeline to evaluate and make it a, a real project. So if you choose the few that you're going to evaluate, say, all right, I'm going to play around with it on these dates. And I'm going to sort of make the decision after that. And I think that the last step is to make the decision and then stop making the decision, right? Because, because of the amount of the number of options that are out there, it's very easy to sort of have CRM envy, right? The moment mm -hmm. you might hit a roadblock in the one that you chose, you think you might've made the wrong decision, go with it, stay with it. Uh, you know, give it a fair shot. And, um, and I promise that you'll start to see some value from it. How, how do you think about the CRM implementation process? Um, you know, from someone who, you know, maybe has just learned about what it is and is starting to think about, maybe I should incorporate this into my business. What, what are the things that they should kind of be looking at in terms of going about implementing this thing? Yeah. And I think the implementation is a big sort of mental and logistical stumbling block for a lot of folks. Um, having implemented many CRMs, and in fact, I've, I've tested nearly every CRM out there, and I've done a lot of, lot of implementations. I actually do it in a way that's different than what's recommended mm -hmm. by a lot of the platforms themselves. I, I approach it kind of differently. So most uh, guides out there will tell you to start with your contacts. You take everybody you've ever met, anybody who's in your database, and you start to put them into the CRM, right? So that you can populate it with hundreds or thousands of people. But I actually recommend to my uh, students and clients to start with the sales process. 
So what most CRMs and what active pain campaign would call your deals in your yeah. deal flow. So if you can, uh, the first step is just to set up the stages of your sales process and then add only the contacts that are associated with those deals and then add the deals in with the contacts so that you have sort of populated your sales pipeline. If you start in this way, then the CRM is already providing value to you because it allows you to get a good view of your revenue and your pipeline and all that. And then you can backfill the contacts later. Um, I mean, not too soon. I mean, don't wait too long, but you know, let it be the second step so that you're already getting value and the CRM is already quickly making your life easier. I think that is such an important point. And that's actually something that we, we advocate for pretty strongly at Active Campaign. We like to say process before software. Um, so just really figuring out what are the, what's the starting point? What's the ending point? What's all the pieces in, in between before you even, you know, get everything in there. And then you kind of feel like you have to start moving and start using this thing. And you don't even really know like what you're doing. So I think that's a, a very important point from the perspective that, you know, you had said you you've used all kinds of different CRMs and you work with businesses of all different sizes and types. How does the CRM implementation process or setup process differ from business to business? How do you, how do you approach that? To be honest, I don't think it has to differ when okay. you get started with a CRM um, and, you know, just for the first time. I think that, you know, if the benefit of a CRM is to become your revenue engine, then start with where the revenue lives, which is in the pipeline. Um, and then, you know, backfill with contacts, with uh, tasks, with tags, with, with automations, all those other things. Um, but let, uh, you know, focus on what's going to bring you the most value and is tied to the revenue first. All right. Okay. Back to it. Hey, Ernie. Oh, hey, Danny. The, Hi, Tabitha. Hey. The voice of Danny McCarthy, our executive producer behind the cameras. Hi, everyone. Guys, we have a question from YouTube from Gabby Baldwin. Oh, okay. Gabby's asking, do you think a CRM would be useful for a doctor's office? Gabby, great question. Um, and it is an interesting question because it's not necessarily uh, the type of business that might have like a clear cut customer lifecycle in the traditional sense, right? It's like a patient. Um, and I do think that it would be beneficial because it would be able for you to house all of your, uh, your, your patient information or the, um, you know, when their appointments were, their symptoms, their history, all of those, anything that you might know about them um, would be something that you could put into a CRM. Tabitha, would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I fully agree. And I think it's a really good way. And you might not think about this. You're automatically going straight to, you know, your patients, but it's a really good way to organize your appointments mm. when people should be coming in at a three month checkup or a six month checkup or their annual. So you can start to really categorize things by patient, but also by the cycle in which they're coming to visit your office. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and as we'll get into here in a little bit, um, there's always that automation capability as well. So putting in different uh, rules or, or reminders for yourself to follow up with patients at a certain time, um, send emails out to see how they're doing, just make a notification for you to call them and maybe check in with them. Um, more on that in a second, but uh, Gabby, great question. Thank you for asking. Uh, to that point, anybody who's watching and has a question, feel free to send them in. And yes, uh, to answer your question, yes. <laughs> all right, uh, so moving on, uh, a sales CRM helps you stay on top of your leads by storing all the information you have about them. Then you can track them through the sales process, whether that's a, a pipeline or the different touch points. But that is going to depend on you, your business, and the way you want to run things. 
So the look, the feel, the capabilities of CRMs are all going to differ from one to another. But at the end of the day, the tool exists to help you sell more and to sell better. However, all of this kind of just feels like another thing you have to update. And that all takes time, right? According to Sales Hacker, the average CRM user spends five and a half hours a week working in the CRM, entering customer info, setting tasks, finding contacts to follow up with. Also, just received word, I would like to welcome anyone and everyone who is tuning in now on Facebook. Uh, welcome to the program. Welcome to Growth Decoded. Um, five and a half hours a week in the CRM, prioritizing, trying to figure out what they should do next. Five and a half hours a week is 286 hours a year. That's over seven full work weeks just hanging out with your CRM. I mean, it's important, it's cool, but seven full work weeks? You're definitely gonna have to spend time in there, but the goal is to spend less time moving information from over here to over there, and more time actually selling because the CRM is helping you out. Also, what if you make a mistake? What if you make a typo? If you misspell an email address or a phone number? What if you forget something? A CRM can definitely help you stay on top of your leads. It keeps everything organized, sure, but who's gonna keep me organized? How do I make sure that I stay on top of my own actions so that I can stay on top of my leads? Leah mentioned that a CRM could be the revenue engine of your business, but engines just run. Is there a way to make the CRM just run? Tabitha, am I missing something here? How do you turn the CRM from like another thing you have to update into this, this revenue engine? Well, Ernie, with automation. With automation. Yes, sales automation. Sales automation. Yeah, you know, all of those repetitive things that you were just talking about? Yes. We can automate those. We can automate those. Yes. It all would right. be super convenient. Let me take it from here. I'll help you out. Go. When you're trying to build your customer base, it's extremely important to show that you care about the relationship. CRMs are a great place to do that as you can easily store any and all information. What would make this even easier for you? Being able to automate the little tasks that hold you up during the day, of course. Automating the actual creation and the maintenance of your CRM can allow you more time in the day to be building relationships instead of bookkeeping them. You are taking that weight off your shoulders, freeing yourself to function more operatively day to day. There are probably many times throughout the day you find yourself back at your to-do list wondering, did I do this? Did I do that? Do I need to check something off? Add something? Automating your CRM can allow these tasks to be created, scheduled, completed, all by the workflows that you're setting up. What are the things that you're doing in your day? Create those same pathways through automation and you will be able to open your day for what matters most. Let's dive into what Leah thinks about all of this. So the, the way I kind of am, am seeing this, there's sort of two different stages or levels to a CRM, right? There's the CRM as a way to keep organized with, you know, the different touch points you've had with a contact, keep notes, um, have, have all the emails you've sent, the phone calls that you've had. And then as you've said, it's sort of a, it can be a tool that is the, the, the revenue engine um, for your business. So I'm just curious, what, what is the thing that sort of takes it from, from the one step to the, the second step where it actually is driving growth and revenue? Yeah. So I think I would look at that in a couple of ways. I think that if you really want it to become a revenue engine, you have to choose a provider or a platform that has more capabilities than simply some contacts and some notes and some emails and, you know, just the basics. Because 
organizing is one way that uh, a CRM can provide value, but there's a lot more opportunity in the ways that it can make your life easier and uh, the way that it can help you close more clients or customers and, and run your business. So I think, you know, thinking about um, the, a, a platform that doesn't just serve where you are right now, but the kind of business you want to be in the future. And if, you know, oftentimes that might lead to you identifying special features like automations that you might not need on day one, but you will need and can benefit from in the future. And the second thing that I think, you know, really um, bridges that gap and makes it, turns it from sort of holding information to this engine is, uh, well, first of all, using it. Um, you know, a lot of CRMs go unused, they collect digital dust, and it's really, the CRM will not use itself. You have to make it a practice in your uh, in your daily operations. I tell people to keep it open in a tab at all times and, uh, you know, keep coming back to it. So that's really, you know, one process. But the second is starting to notice the things that you are doing over and over that can be automated. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, as it relates to automation, especially in a service business, a high touch business, or a, a business that's sort of new to CRM, um, I think there's a fear of sort of over automation or that something will be automated and it'll take a process out of your out of your hands and out of your control. And maybe a customer won't want, you know, they'll receive a message that they shouldn't get or something that feels generic or, you know, what have you. So coming out of the usage part of CRM is start to notice the things that you're doing over and over and use the CRM to, I guess the first step is um, make your life easier. It's almost like automated personal touch. So for example, um, you know, in a, a deal, for example, a deal that's been inactive for a time period and you want to follow up, don't automate the follow-up, automate the reminder for you to follow up. That's the first step. Then when you do that over and over, you can always grow. But I think starting to notice especially, and this is, of course, an important point as a business owner, right? Starting to notice the things that you do over and over, that there could be ways to make your life easier. That's what sort of takes the CRM from just holding information to really making your life easier and becoming a revenue engine for you. Wow. Yeah, that that's fantastic. That makes all of the sense in the world. You know, not just thinking about the, the notification part, I think, is, is super important. Just notifying yourself, <clears throat> excuse me like letting yourself know, Hey, this is probably uh, a time where you should follow up with this person, whether it's a phone call or an email, or even just a nudge to, to kind of check in with that person. We are getting somewhere. A sales CRM organizes your leads and keeps all of your information in the same place. And then when you start using sales automation, you can really start to make this thing work for you. But how do you do it in a way that doesn't put all your contacts in the same box? Because everyone's different, right? They've got different situations, businesses, needs, budgets, problems, timelines. Every deal's different. Now, how do you use automation to sell to all of your leads? Wouldn't that just make pieces of it the same for everyone? Leah said something about automated personal touch, right? Notifying yourself when you have a new lead, setting tasks and reminders for yourself to follow up and reach out. So you're not automating the interaction itself, but rather the reminder for the interaction. But now it seems like there's a ton of things that we could automate. 
I'm sort of getting overwhelmed at the thought. It's sort of like that feeling when you're hungry and you're going to go order delivery, but then you look at all the options and they all look so good and you, you have no idea where to start, right? Like, I could definitely go for sushi. I mean, look at that. But also, a burrito looks pretty good. And my word, a cheeseburger would really do it for me. But wait a second, chicken wings sound pretty good too. And then 45 minutes go by and you haven't ordered anything and you end up making scrambled eggs for the 1500th time in the last year. No, just me? Okay, back to CRM. How do you make a decision on this stuff? What if you make the wrong decision? What should we automate? What makes the most sense? Where do you start? How do you decide so that you don't end up with the CRM equivalent to scrambled eggs? Tabitha, please help me. I thought I had this figured out. I'm getting overwhelmed. I really don't want to eat scrambled eggs again. What What's do we automate? What's going on? I just, I know that we can use sales automation. I get it. Where do you start? How do you start? What do you do? Please. I totally get the way that you're feeling. And don't let all of the possibilities get in the way. Let's take a look at how to do it a different way. Okay. Think about all the time that you spend in a day repeating the same exact tasks you did yesterday. Or think about when you've been talking to someone, taking notes, maybe on a post-it, and all of a sudden, that post-it is nowhere to be found. What about when you are talking to a customer and just learn something new and exciting about them? How easy is it for you to track that information and write it down? Ask yourself this. What are the biggest pain points in your day? Once you start identifying those, you'll be able to create automations that solve for these red flags. You will find that it strengthens the processes that you have and creates opportunity to focus on the things that you're already doing really well. When you consider your customer interactions, where did you find ease of process? How easily are your tools communicating with one another? Are you able to effectively transfer information from the tools that you're working in to the customer profiles that you're building? These key identifiers are reasons to automate your CRM. It does not necessarily need to revolve around solving a problem for something. It can be built to take your current workflows and kick them up a notch. Having lots of moving parts can cause anxiety, but when they're built to work together and work for you, you will find true ease of use. Don't forget that as these processes are automated, you ensure that they work and work right. Every time. You will find that you are no longer missing steps late on the customer interactions or finding that a rep dropped the ball. Each I has a dot, every T across. What is better than creating seamless customer experiences every single time? Let's take a look at what Leah has to say. In your opinion, are there things, are there processes within the, within the sales cycle, uh, touch points that, that definitely should be automated? Um, do you have any, any thoughts as to things that should, should definitely be automated that you could take off your plate right away? Yeah. So I think first is that follow-up piece. Uh, you know, remember, you know, so-and-so's deal is, has been inactive for whatever time period you specified, be sure to follow up, right? Especially when you're, uh, when you're running a business, fortune is in the follow-up. You know, my clients are sort of demonstrating that every single day. So that's an easy thing to start to, to, um, uh, automate. Uh, another thing to automate is the connections between certain systems, for example, somebody books a consultation call or a, uh, a call with you. 
if that lives in some sort of scheduling software, then that probably goes into your calendar and then it goes into your inbox. Um, connect it to the CRM when, you know, we have it set up where if somebody books a call, consultation with us, it creates a deal in our sales process that allows to allows us to sort of we're not going to drop any balls in the process and we can start to sort of incorporate that into our pipeline and uh, make sure that everybody gets followed up with. Um, other sort of things that could be great to uh, and easy wins is a um, sort of a client onboarding or customer onboarding. You know, if somebody makes a purchase or signs on with you, there are probably some tasks that um, they might need to do for just getting getting set up, uh, maybe booking a kickoff call or sharing their financial information with you for payments. That's something really easy that, you know, you can set up a trigger and a message that goes out so that, um, and it provides a really great customer experience because they know that you're on the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. Those are such great suggestions uh, in terms of just staying on top of your leads, you know, where, where are they coming in from and how do you know, and then having that just happen in the background for you, um, you know, taking organization and prioritization to an, an entirely different level. Um, yeah, I think it's also about like, you know, reducing what we call cognitive load, right? right? A lot of business owners uh, are holding a lot in their head at all times. Yes. And that is mental energy that's being spent using on things that that's not what your brain is designed for. Your brain is designed for really high level processing, Um, remembering that you need to follow up with somebody or remembering that, you know, you have to dig through your email to find something. That's not what your brain is designed to do. So if there are ways that we can reduce that cognitive load using technology, uh, specifically as connected to a CRM, uh, I think that that's, that's the really, the real goal and the, the magic for business owners. Yeah, Absolutely. And one thing that I just kind of thought of as you were saying that with, with, you know, if someone books a call, it creates a deal. If, you know, you're pulling information from these various places, those tasks would otherwise be manual. And there's always the possibility that, you know, you might make an error, whether it's, whether it's in the data entry, uh, mistyping an email address or a phone number, or, you know, kind of forgetting where the email was in your inbox. Um, have you seen any, any benefits or anything there in terms of just like mitigating the human error and, and what that can do for a business? Oh my gosh, all the time. Uh, one of my clients uh, who was working with me in one of my programs said that before she in- implemented her CRM, she got an email from somebody who said, I'm so sorry that I dropped the ball in our conversation, but we're ready to move forward now. And she said, I got to tell you, I didn't even remember when we had talked to this person. I had never followed up with him. Um, you know, think of this, he came back to me because I would have totally dropped the ball on that. And, you know, for, from big things like that to small things like, uh, you know, waiting to uh, longer than what, what clients expect to get back to them. You know, there are a lot of ways that, uh, you know, these, using these systems, uh, setting up a CRM can really mitigate uh, any sort of small or large mistake. There are so many different ways that a CRM really helps you, right? It's, it's organization. It is reducing the mental load, reducing stress. Um, do you, do you have like a favorite thing that you like to automate or, or something that might be a little, uh, in unconventional, uh, if you will, that you sort of, uh, you find a, a lot of value in. Gosh, I really think the follow-up has got to be it. You know, it's the piece that at least for the people that I work with, uh, is the easiest to overlook the easiest to forget and the easiest to push off. Mm. And 
you know, and like I said, fortune is in the follow-up. So if you can start there and automate the reminder of your own follow-up uh, and see value from that, then it'll, I think it'll get your mind, uh, you know, your brain, your wheels turning on other things that can be automated too. Mm. All right. Hey guys. Hey, Danny. Hey. How are you guys feeling? Great. Feeling a lot better now. You've cleaned up. Uh, yes, I have. We, we sorted out our, uh, our leads and our information. Love that. Um, so, guys, I, I just wanted to ask kind of what you asked Leah. Uh, what are some or, or do you have an example of a creative way that people use an automated CRM? Um, I actually had a previous customer use a, a CRM as their onboarding flow for new employees. So they had different phases that employees would go through through their onboarding, and they used the CRM to create stages as a way of keeping track of where they were at, how far they had gone through you know, their coursework, what sessions they had watched, and as they got to the end, they would use automation to send them new things that they had to watch, new lessons that they had to learn, and it all flowed really well straight into the inbox of that new hire. Wow, that's awesome. Very cool. Um, one of my favorites is a, a customer that we had focused on a pre or focused on on a previous episode of Growth Decoded, uh, and that's Koya. Koya uses the CRM to automate their uh, loyalty program for their customers. So they have a really cool rewards program called the Koya Crew, and and customers come in through that, and then they have various tasks and checkpoints that they can go through and it's all set up as a, a pipeline in the CRM. So, you know, as the new members complete their tasks, they get moved to the next stage, which triggers more automations, and then they get their next mission, um, and they kind of just go all the way through, and that's all using the, the sales CRM. So um, that would probably be what I would say. Very cool. And then just one quick follow-up. Ernie, I think there's probably some new viewers. Um, I heard there's some goodies. Where would they do to... Yes. Branded Growth Decoded Goodies. That's right. If you head over to activecampaign.com slash events slash growth decoded, you can fill out a little form there. Join the grow team. Um, once you are on the grow team, you will have exclusive access to what Danny has referred to. And uh, what is the official term is branded goodies for the show. Um, all, that's all you have to do is fill out the form just for supporting, just for joining the grow team. We will contact you and let you know what you have to do from there. Um, but yes, definitely, definitely head over to activecampaign.com slash events slash growth decoded. Join the grow team today. That sounds great. It, it is great. It's going to be even more great. Okay. All right. <laughs> Back to CRM. Uh, today, we set out to see how a CRM can help you stay on top of your leads. Uh, and, and Leah just laid out some pretty compelling benefits to a CRM, as well as you know, ways that you can automate follow-up to stay on top of your leads. So from organizing your information, prioritizing your tasks, prioritizing your follow-up, and then automating the organization and prioritization, that was tough to say, uh, it'll save you time. It'll mitigate the human error. And then you can automate the reminder to follow up so that you never let a lead fall through the cracks. But I'm still confused about one thing, and that's how do you prioritize the follow-up, right? What makes one lead more likely to buy than another? Is that something that you measure, or is that something that you feel? Do you just lead, you read the lead's energy? Just kind of get a, put your hand at the CRM and see which one feels right? Is there a system for this? Wait a second. Our customer evangelist, Tim, was just talking about this the other day. I think he saw a question in the community about this very thing. And you know what that means. 
it's time for our customer evangelist, Tim, to answer a question from the Active Campaign community in a segment that we like to call Our Customer Evangelist Tim Answers Questions from the Active Campaign Community. Your business is growing, and so is your number of potential customers. How do you know which leads are most likely to convert? What customers should be rewarded with a discount? Who needs just a little nudge to cross that finish line? Hi, I'm Tim from Active Campaign. And I'm Molly from Active Campaign. We have a question from our community that, that we're, we're going, going to, to answer. answer. A founder of an e-commerce store asks, has anyone used lead scores for direct-to-consumer? I'm confused about how I can apply this to my direct-to-consumer store. What I'm trying to do is score our purchasers in different segments and give them certain points. Lead scoring is a great tool for direct-to-consumer businesses. A good place to begin is understanding what lead scoring is. Lead scoring is a flexible tool that enables you to prioritize and keep track of your leads. This is accomplished using a scoring system where you either add points or subtract points based on a contact's behavior and activity. With lead scoring, you can identify and target lower scoring leads that may need additional nurturing to increase their interest and engagement. You can also identify and target highly engaged fans of your company, but your lead scoring system is only as good as its rules. Before we dive into rules, let's organize our contacts into four groups that we care about. Prospects, leads, customers, and repeat customers. The path to turning a prospect into a repeat customer is called the customer life cycle. It has four main stages, reach and engage, nurture and educate, convert and close, and support and grow. Prospects are contacts who are at the reach and engage stage of the customer life cycle. They may visit specific product pages on your store or sign up for your email newsletter. We can set up scoring rules to track this activity. Let's add one point to their score if they visit any product page on our site and add one point to their score if they sign up for our newsletter. Let's set one point as the threshold for when a contact is officially considered a prospect. To accomplish this, we can create an automation that is triggered when the contact score is above one. This automation will add the tag prospect to the contact. With this tag and the automatic lead scoring system, we always know who our prospects are. Leads are contacts that are at the nurture and educate phase of the customer lifecycle. They come back to your store and view a product that they're interested in again. They're usually considering whether or not they want to buy that product and they may even add that product to their cart. We'll add five points to their score if they add a product to their cart. Each following product page visit will add one point to their score as directed by the scoring rule that we created earlier. We'll create an automation that tags them as lead if their score is above five points. Customers are contacts at the convert and close stage of the customer lifecycle who have made their first purchase. We'll add 10 points to their score when they make a purchase. We'll also create an automation that tags them as customer if their score is above 15 points. Repeat customers are contacts who buy more products from your store over time. Since we already have a scoring rule in place for purchasing a product, will add 10 points to their score every time they make an additional purchase. We'll create an automation that tags them as a repeat customer if their score is above 25 points and they've made at least one purchase. This extra condition ensures that they're truly a repeat customer and not just a prospect who's looked at your page 25 times because they're indecisive. 
All the scoring rules we've set up so far add points. What if a contact doesn't indicate any interest or engagement for a period of time? That's when we subtract points. For example, let's create a rule that subtracts five points if a contact doesn't visit our store for a month. What if they haven't bought anything in the past three months? Let's subtract 10 points from their score. Lead scoring is a flexible tool that helps you keep track of and prioritize your leads. The keyword here is flexible. There are so many different ways to set up lead scoring to accomplish different goals. You can use lead scoring to notify your sales rep when a contact hits a certain score, send a discount to some engaged contacts, or re-engage some contacts who haven't really been around in a while. The possibilities are endless. All right, there we have it. We had a question from our community that we're going to answer. And, and we, we did. did. Thank you to Molly and Tim for that great breakdown of how you can use lead scoring systems to stay on top of your leads in an even more specific and insightful way. There are countless possibilities for you to use sales automation to help you improve your sales process and save time. The only thing is that in order for you to improve your sales process, you've got to define it and map it out. We talked a little bit earlier about going through the process yourself, finding out where the necessary touch points are, what needs to happen in order for a contact to move forward. And this can be really hard to nail down, especially if you're a business owner and you don't have a sales background or you get stuck and feel stagnant without really knowing where to go. Leah and Ernie talked about this too. And Leah had some great advice to help you streamline your sales process. Let's take a listen. If you have somebody who's sort of a new business, right? And they think they want a CRM, maybe they've implemented it and they're just not seeing value from it right away. Um, do you have any advice for, for people who are kind of struggling to, to find that value or to break out of maybe just the, the basic thing that they're, they're currently doing? Yeah, I think really, you know, the hardest thing for any business owner, new or old, is to get clients. And if you can start with your sales process and your pipeline in a CRM, that's one way, like I said, that provides a tremendous amount of value. So oftentimes people, if they're not seeing value, it's because they don't, they haven't quite mapped out their sales process and they're not following their opportunities through the sales process. So my advice would be, uh, Focus on just understanding your own sales process and get that into the system and use that. Even if it only provides value in that way, uh, it'll definitely provide value for a business. And I think the other thing is more of a mindset shift. It's, um, you know, this idea that a CRM is complicated or it's too big or it's another thing I have to do or another thing I have to pay for. If you can see a CRM as really your single source of truth for all of your revenue operations and as really your partner in your business, I think it makes, uh, it, makes it a lot easier and helps. It makes a transition to start using a CRM um, a lot easier and faster. Awesome. So to, to the point about the sales process, uh, if you're, if you know, we've got a, a business owner who might be watching this saying, you know, I'm not in sales, right? I, I, I have no sales experience. I don't even really know what a sales process looks like. Do you have any tips, pointers, best practices for how they might go about actually defining like what their sales process looks like or how they could start thinking about it? Yeah, definitely. And even if you don't have a formal sales process, like capital S, capital P, um, because you've never come from selling. And remember, I, I didn't come from selling either. This is something right. I have to sort of figure out along the way. But even if you don't have like a, 
all caps sales process, right? If you've landed a client or a customer, just one, then you have some starting place for a sales process. So I, you know, I recommend to people write it out almost in prose, almost like you're telling a story and review it again to pull out the, the points, the stages where, uh, where, where either the client rested in the process or you had to do something and let that just be the starting point for a sales process. It may be the case that not every client follows that process, but at least you have a starting point for how you can stay organized. If someone is having a problem where there seems to be like a, a place in the process that, that things are just breaking down or for whatever reason, you know, uh, the success that they had early on is something that they're not finding anymore. Um, how might someone use a CRM to, to find out like how to fix that, where that might be? Do you, do you uh, have any experience kind of working through that? Absolutely. I love this question because this happens all the time without a sales process or without a CRM. Um, clients sort of make ghost you or they stall out in the process and you can't quite figure out why and you don't know what you did wrong. Right. Um, and so once you have a sales process that you can even see the stages and start tracking people down the sales process, you can see where people are falling off. You can see where people are getting bunched up and then you can, you have the information you need to start to diagnose and fix that. So for example, if um, you have a lot of people who have reached out for, to you for a consultation, but they haven't actually scheduled the consultation, uh, maybe they're sort of getting, they're falling off in that process. You might consider um, making it super easy to schedule, maybe by using a scheduling tool. If uh, people are getting stuck in the proposal stage and they're not moving forward and they're, or they're ghosting you, it's probably time to look at your proposals and your messaging and your pricing and your packaging. Um, so there's a lot of insights that you can glean from just seeing your, your sales process just written out. Right, doing the sales process and uh, you know starting to fill your sort of put your pipeline together is the very first step in uh, my program for that reason because yeah. it provides insight into where the breakdown might, might be in your sales process. Yeah, I think you just touched on something that is super important and and one of the focuses of the show, honestly, which is how does this topic relate to the customer experience? And, you know, like you just said, identifying the places where people are falling out or where they're kind of getting hung up, it's, it might not be that there's a problem. Like your CRM is still tracking all of that stuff. The CRM is working fine, but really it's kind of identifying problems or holes in, or gaps in your customer experience in that process for the customer, not even thinking from the business owner perspective. It's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, cause now you have information you can, you can start to smooth out that process for the customer. You know, the customer came to you looking for solutions to some type of problem. Right. And if they're getting stuck somewhere in your sales process as evidenced by what you're seeing in your CRM, then they can't get a solution to that problem. So it's, you know, beholden on the, the business owner to figure out how they can connect their solution uh, and make it easier for the client or the customer to to purchase or experience it. Right, so a CRM not only helps you stay on top of your leads, stay organized, save time, reduce stress, and all these other wonderful benefits that we've talked through today, but it can also help you refine the customer experience. The CRM makes your sales process easier for a customer to go through. 
you have all of the relevant and necessary information at your fingertips to, to use it in your communications with them. And you can use lead scoring to know how engaged they are. You can meet them where they are and then use automation to deliver a personalized and tailored experience. So as far as the relationship between the customer experience and business growth goes, a sales CRM makes it easier to add customers by improving your sales process and then also makes it easier for your potential customers to go through that sales process. You get more time back, you have less stress, you have all of your information in one place, and your customers feel better and better about doing business with you because your CRM helped you make it easy for them. Out with us, thank you to Tabitha Hurley for helping us navigate through the topic of sales CRM. Thank you to Leah Niederthal of Smart Gets Paid for her incredible insights. Thank you to Tim and Molly for breaking down lead scoring. Thank you for all of your questions. Thank you, Cody, for helping us automate that. If you want some branded goodies, head over to activecampaign.com slash events slash growth decoded. Sign up. Join the grow team. Get exclusive access to the branded goodies. You want the goodies, I assure you. Thanks for listening to Growth Decoded to Go. For the latest updates on Growth Decoded and links to the live show, you can sign up to be a part of the Grow Team at activecampaign.com slash events slash growth hyphen decoded.